turn the page over to college, including Quinnebog Valley Community College and the topic of affording college. I'm joined by three people this morning to talk about that. Sarah Wolfberg, the director of the QVCC Alumni Association. Monique Wallanen, the director of institutional advancement. And checking in from Tennessee this morning, Lester McKenzie, the interim director of financial aid at QVCC. Folks, good morning. Thank you for joining us today. Sarah, let me start with you. Do people come to QVCC with the hope of getting financial aid to be able to get that degree through QVCC? Yes. Uh, we we pride ourselves at, at QVCC on, on students being able to dad, graduate from the school debt-free. And there's a number of ways that you can, um, that you can do that. And uh, this, this year we are uh, proud to offer $150,000 in scholarship funds from our QVCC Foundation. Um, and we are encouraging uh, students to apply right now. The, the application period opened up this uh, past February 1st, the so last Monday, um, and it will be open until March 12th. Uh, and so we're, we're really excited this year and, and really trying to push um, on our current students and, um, and prospective students to apply. It's very easy an hour is all it takes to apply. Let's bring in Lester McKenzie, the Interim Director of Financial Aid. He lives and works in the small town of Cookville, Tennessee, not far from Nashville. Lester, how do you do this, living in Tennessee yet working for QVCC? Well, QVCC makes it very easy for me. They've given me connections to the campus uh, via electronic means. We use... um, uh, Microsoft Teams to have meetings face-to-face, and uh, we communicate in a number of ways. Um, it's something that a lot of colleges and universities are dealing with right now because of the COVID pandemic, and uh, this has been such a natural segue for me to get into um, this after 30 years in a financial aid office uh, at uh, it's enjoyable, and it's uh, it's great to work with such a great team at QVCC. They're all wonderful. So when I decide to give up this radio gig, it's only been 50 years so far, and I said I want to go to QVCC to enhance my education, but, you know, I work in radio. I got no money, so I need some financial assistance. Would you be the one that I would talk to? And probably that would all be done uh, from a virtual or phone call or email situation, right? Well, we can do it in a number of ways. Um, I am one of the persons that uh, you could talk to. We do have a kind of specialist when it comes down to filing the federal aid application. Her name is uh, Philomena Boone, and uh, she works for a company called Contact Inc. and works for the university, on, uh, excuse me, the college on the side. Um, Philomena will sit down with the student, go line by line over their federal aid application, making sure it's complete, making sure there's no, nothing missing, and getting their file accurately. Uh, and that's so important in today's world uh, of, of time crunches and, and missing time uh, because we don't want to make mistakes on the federal aid application. That only delays that student's uh, information from getting to them to tell them what they are eligible for. Once we get through that FAFSA process, uh, then it comes down to actual making of awards and determining eligibility. 
and the government provides all that information on the document that we get from the FAFSA form. But uh, we have uh, uh, contact information that I can uh, provide uh, for Ms. Boone. And also, we work closely with Maria Garcia Alvarez, um, who is our evening coordinator in the Willimantic um, office. And she works with students um, along with uh, the admission staff, kind of brings them in and gets them ready. Um, and then our advising staff is amazing. They take over. They know so much about their students. I'm amazed at them on every occasion. But uh, having been in financial aid for as many years, not 50, um, but 30, um, I find that uh, uh, the students want to talk to someone still. They still want to put, uh, you know, a, a face with a name, and we can't do that in these times right now. Um, and uh, so we've made the most of it. Uh, we can do WebEx meetings. We can do uh, phone call meetings. We can do Teams meetings, Microsoft Teams, um, any type of situation where we can put a face to a face if that's something that the student desires. And my longtime friend, Monique Willannon, the Director of Institutional Advancement at QVCC. I know one thing that you've been actively involved with over the years is Tackle the Trail. That was a little different this year. And just overall, what's been the effect of the pandemic on the educational process at QVCC, Monique? That's been challenging, Wayne. But, you know, as, as my colleagues have just said, where there's a will, there's a way, right? And we want to serve our students, our faculty and staff colleagues are there trying to figure out the best way to do that. So, you know, you mentioned the race. We were proudly, and thanks to the support of 100 volunteers, we put on a safe, fun race this fall. It wasn't the same, but we still raised $50,000 for students, and that's thanks to a lot of businesses and individuals in the Wyndham area and in Northeast Connecticut. And any one of you can take this, but what is the process right now for students registering for classes? Are there deadlines? You know, when we just started our spring semester, uh, which we only were able to start to offer some on-ground classes on February 5th, um, I would certainly suggest, though, to students and to listeners, as we talk about scholarships, as we talk about financial aid, that they really, really can schedule a visit, even in person, but it has to be scheduled, obviously, as, as Lester said, because of the pandemic. But there are still people who can come to campus, learn how to register, and, and have a little more, I would use the phrase, hand-holding in the best sense of the word. What are the most common or popular classes at QVCC, both on the Willimantic office here and also the main office on the main campus in Danielson? Mm. Well, uh, one, two things that I would suggest is, one, popular to one isn't always popular to the other. Our greatest enrollment at the college on the credit arm side is obviously going to be the liberal arts and science general studies, right, for students who want to take some prereqs and then transfer to a four-year college and university. However, in addition to those sort of bigger classes, and let's quote big, big classes at 
a community college like QVCC are probably 30 students in a class. So, again, you know, I can't stress enough, it's a family, you can feel uh, supported there, et cetera. But we have an amazing advanced manufacturing technology center. Those courses are still offered on ground even during the pandemic. And on the other side of the house, we have a lot of amazing workforce development classes where students in the Wyndham area are able to pursue courses like certified nursing assistant, pharmacy tech, and leading to, to jobs, immediate jobs. Right across the street from you, Wayne, we're thrilled to be back on Main Street. It's not in the same way that we were in the past, as you know, but that's the goal, right? Let's get bigger in Wyndham. And right now, for example, our English as a Second Language class, ELL, you know, English Language Learners, is taking place across the street. There's an English class so in, in addition to English Language Learners. So, you know, we're, we're trying to uh, get a little bit of a more robust curriculum taking place across the street. And to do that, we want students to, to enroll at QV. Sarah, tell me more about the Alumni Association. How many members do you have? And are there any, any, any stories there about the alumni you want to share with us? Everyone who uh, graduates from QVCC is um, immediately inducted into the Alumni Association. We do also have an Alumni Advisory Committee that I meet with um, every other month. We just had a meeting a few weeks ago, actually. Uh, and we work together to plan events that um, can be held for alumni um, and really trying to engage our alumni on different levels. Uh, so, you know, certainly the social aspect, um, usually, of course, in non-COVID times, over the last several years, um, the Alumni Association has hosted uh, an alumni mixer the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, in 2020, that wasn't able to happen, but we're remaining optimistic for 2021. Um, there's also um, an, an a really great program that we're, um, we've paired with career services um, at QVCC, a mentoring program where we pair students and, and alumni uh, together to, um, to work together. Uh, the alumni are able to share their experience and their advice with the students, um, and it's a new program, and we're really looking to grow that. And so that's just a tip of the iceberg of, of what we're, we're doing with our alumni. Uh, and I am actually new in the position, uh, I will add. I just started in December. so. Um, but I'm a, I'm a proud alumna myself. I graduated from QBCC in 2002. So. so that makes you a member of the association, right? I am a member of the association, yes. So um, it's exciting to, to be working with, uh, with fellow alumni and, um, and with our students. Do you also track students that go on to a four-year school? I know a lot of QVCC grads wind up at UConn or Eastern. Yes, we try, we try to keep in touch with our, our alums um, when they leave QVCC and, and to see where they go. And, um, yes, we do have a lot of students that go over to Eastern and, and over to, to UConn uh, as well. And, um, you know, as we're talking about affording college, um, you know, some of the uh, QVCC Foundation scholarships that we have available um, can benefit students who are transferring, um, who graduate from QVCC and are transferring to uh, to other schools, including Eastern and UConn. 
What's the total amount of scholarships you have for the 2021-2022 school year? We have $150,000 in scholarships available. I'm not 100% sure what that number equals to. Monique, do you know off the top of your head? Sure. Wayne, great question. I'm glad you asked. The foundation, though, as a whole, so it's $150,000 in scholarships for students who are pursuing credit classes, Wayne, studying toward their associate's degree. But in addition to that, I can't stress enough for our listeners, the foundation will provide about another $150,000 in other support. So, for example, that includes block grants to the financial aid department headed by Lester. So that, you know, different students have different needs. So there is other sources of funding. There are other sources of funding available. Block grants to financial aid, uh, block grants to workforce development training. If there are students who are interested in getting their certified nursing assistant, for example, the foundation supports that. Uh, the foundation has supported English as a second language learners. So there are other ways um, of support in addition to scholarships. Today, you know, obviously Sarah is focused on scholarship aid, but there's other ways to access a QDCC education. And Lester McKenzie, the interim director in the Office of Financial Aid, you've been in the business for over 30 years, Lester, but I guess you still are learning things about the business? Absolutely. Uh, the field of financial aid changes on a daily basis. Uh, it may not be through a new regulation, but it may be through even a new interpretation that the Department of Ed comes up with. And we as a two-person office have to make sure we implement that according to federal guidelines. And that's one of the biggest challenges in the financial aid office is trying to understand what the government's saying when they make a law or a regulation or a rule, and I don't think that's easy for anyone to do. But uh, uh, it works. We get things done. Uh, we have a lot of assistance from the campus community. I couldn't stress that enough. And uh, we get students through the process and uh, get them uh, ready to uh, uh, get their uh, uh, matriculation on, just basically go and study, don't worry about financial aid. Um, we award approximately about $3.2 million in aid through our office each year. And that's been pretty consistent for the last three years. Uh, so, and we're also seeing, uh, applications from students who are considering coming to QBCC. Those are the students who want to also reach out to and attract and say, hey, give us a second look if you're deciding to go somewhere else. Here's what we can do. And the first thing we say to them is we're debt-free. You don't have to take out a loan. We will assist you with a uh, community college grant. We have other ways of moving um, our money that uh, we get from the federal government, the state, and the foundation. They're a tremendous source for us. But uh, we take that all into consideration when we're determining eligibility and sending the students a package of aid programs that they would qualify for. Lester, tell us a story about the student at Duke University's workshop. 
Hi, I was uh, the the federal uh, aid programs are all named after certain individuals, and the federal loan program is called the Federal Stafford Loan Program after some senator who did something amazing. Um, I'm sure, but uh, what did uh, uh, this young lady? She said, "I see all these uh, loans for students going to Stanford." How can I get one going to Duke? And uh, we told, uh, I was a little confused at first. I asked around, do you know anything about a Stanford loan? And uh, it finally dawned on me what she was referring to as a Stafford loan. And we got a little chuckle out of that. And uh, we told her that those loans are for all students. If the institution participates in that program, which we currently do not. So, that $3.2 million is strictly in the form of grants, scholarships, work programs, uh, things along those lines. Our students don't uh, graduate with, with debt, and that gets them out into the workforce sooner, quicker, and um, with the least baggage as possible. And, Sarah, back to you, the scholarships that are being awarded for this upcoming school year. When are those scholarships awarded? When do the students realize, oh, I've got some help now at getting financial assistance on my education? We'll be reaching out to students on May 5th. So that's when the final decision will be made, and all students will be made aware of what scholarships um, that they've received. Um, Normally, we have a scholarship night. Um, which is only the fantastic night for the foundation um, and for students alike, uh, where we, we formally present the scholarships. The students are invited and required to attend, but they don't know what they they received until that night. Um, we won't be doing it. It will be a little bit different this year, um, but we will be informing students, and we're going to, you know, our, our goal really with this, and despite COVID, is to make students really feel um, feel special, feel you know, feel proud that they've received these these scholarships. And as well, um, you know, the the many individuals and families and and businesses, organizations that have endowed scholarships over the years, that they, you know, they can make a connection with the student that's, you know, received their scholarship for, um, you know, for this year. And I know, Monique, that one thing QVCC likes to hang its hat on is that students can graduate with zero federal financial aid debt. That's pretty impressive. It's really impressive. And as the parent of a college student, it's unbelievable. I mean, without going on and on, Wayne, as we know, student debt is an incredible problem in our country. And I can't stress enough, having been at the college, at community college for 13 years, and having had a son who's taken advantage of some of our college courses, it's an amazing place to start as a young person and then go from there. And as we've got Sarah on the phone this morning, Sarah's story is just that as well. So regardless of your age, you know, young to older, um, it's the best economical, certainly, but it's also an amazing quality education. And you know, that's really important, too. You can't only talk uh, less expensive. It's is the quality there. And when I think about the faculty, colleagues, and staff that work at our college across the street from you, Wayne, and in Danielson, I'm very proud to be part of the institution. 
Lester, does Quinnebog Valley Community College take part in all aid programs? Um, we currently don't participate in the uh, federal uh, loan programs. Um, we're looking into that, seeing if there's a, a need for that. But uh, right now, we're, we hang our hat on that debt-free, um, and uh, we're all supportive of that. And going back to what Monique said, the the uh, I've never been at an institution, and in my current field where I'm a consultant going around to different schools, I see a lot of them. And this is this faculty gets so involved in their students' education, their financial aid, everything. And I'm not getting calls from mom and dad as much as I'm getting them from the professors who really care about the student. I find that uh, particularly um, a positive uh, change in what I've seen in the past. When it comes to financial aid, Lester, what are some mistakes that students make? Oh, just on the FAFSA alone, um, they maybe put their birth date as January 4th, 2021, uh, when it should be, you know, 1990. Um, And that little mistake is going to go to the federal processor, and it's going to be kicked out and sent back telling the student they need to make corrections. student goes in online, makes the correction. We're talking about just three or four days between each event. And right there, one little mistake costs us four, four events. And so that's probably a couple weeks of processing time. And if a student needs to know to make a decision, those are the things, those time killers are, are, are what we try and avoid. And that's why we have the services of Philomena Boone who will sit down, walk through it online, on paper, however they want to do it, to make sure they're completing the application correctly. Other mistakes are they list um, in a uh, situation where parents are separated, they'll list the wrong parent, Um, the one that claimed them on the tax return versus the custodial parent. and those are things that don't mean anything to anyone but financial aid administrators. We're an odd group. Um, and uh, But uh, those are the things that we have to make sure are correct to make sure that the students are using federal aid dollars in the most appropriate ways and those that need get. And uh, that's been kind of the hallmark of my financial aid career is making sure that uh, and those who are in the greatest need don't get overlooked. So how can a student get help with completing the financial aid work? They need to call um, Philomena Boone in um, with our contact uh, office, and she will set up an appointment. They can go through the booking um, system there at uh, QVCC and get a sit-down on the phone or in person, kind of a handheld walkthrough of the federal aid application. And her contact information is she can be reached at 860-932-4125. And she is located uh, on our campus. So um, uh, she's there for someone to come in and talk to um, uh, it's probably a little difficult to spell Philomena, but if you type in Boone, B 
B-O-O-N-E, uh, on our website, you'll find uh, where, where she's located and how to get in touch with her. Um, but we do all of our bookings uh, on our online system through student services. So students, whoever they need to see, have free and accurate um, access to any one of a number of administrators, office staff, uh, whoever they need to resolve their issue. Hey, one more note just off topic here quickly. Monique, your brother was a guest of mine here about 10 years ago when he hiked to the top, the summit of Mount Everest. It was one of my all-time favorite shows. But you have a story to tell about his involvement in yesterday's Super Bowl. Do tell. Well, I would say check out the program.org because they were certainly supporting their players. But yesterday, uh, he and his teammates worked with, I believe it's nine players who were part of Super Bowl 55. So both teams represented um, through the program's work. So it's kind of exciting, you know, to see to see athletes at that level who Eric and his teammates worked with both at their time uh, in college and universities and certainly in pro as well. Love that local tie-in, too, with Monique Wolanin, Director of Institutional Advancement at Quinnebog Valley Community College, Sarah Wolfberg, Director of the Alumni Association, and checking in from Cookville, Tennessee this morning, Lester McKenzie, Interim Director in the Office of Financial Aid at Quinnebog Valley Community College, talking this morning about affording college and also scholarships. Folks, thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.